0: Well, hello there, lovers. Welcome back to Still Single, hosted by Rob Moore, Jordan Kahana, and Alex Weber. We're three best friends all in our mid-30s who are navigating love, dating, and the age-old question of when will I meet my soulmate and stop feeling so alone. Sit back, relax, pour yourself a nice glass of raspberry spindrift, bubbles and join us as we navigate being still single today's love story is called the heartbreak
1: yeah 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 hey welcome back to still single um how are you guys good to see you it's good to see you guys great to be here we just did a great warm up, and then of course we hit record. And it's
2: like, <gasps> oh my god! Where should we uh, put our hands?
1: <laughs> uh, welcome back to the fastest growing podcast for singles, still single, uh, hosted by Rob Moore, Jordan Kana, and Alex Weber. Um, we we want to talk about so so it's February. This thing, this episode is actually coming out a week or so before Valentine's Day, V Day, mm. as we call it. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna spend today talking all about heartbreak, and uh, and how heartbreak has impacted the three amigos over here. Um, but oh. first, can we do our? Can we just do our weekly check in of if we're still single or not? Can we just like get in right there? I'll go first. I'll go first.
2: It hasn't been weekly, and every <laughs> single time, Jordan doesn't love it.
3: And then <laughs> we had a discussion last week about not doing it, but. All right. Here we are.
1: (laughs) Well, I have to do the intro. I have to do the intro every time, and then I start speaking, and then I don't know what to say. (laughs) Well, "Well, let's just do this.
3: You first of all, you don't have to. That's you, terrible. and and that was the whole point of me asking beforehand of being like, "Hey, before we hit record, let's talk about what we're going to talk about." And you're <laughs> like, "Yeah, yeah, when you got it." And totally like, and this is like probably the third or fourth episode where we're like, "Cool, this is what we're going to talk about." And then Rob, you hit like the lights come <laughs> on, and you're like, "So we're going to talk about <laughs> romantic time," and then we have like a thirty minute podcast that we have to delete because we're like, "That is not what we agreed upon talking oh. about." It's just look man i'm
1: I am doing my best. I'm wearing denim on denim today, like I am in a feisty, feisty mood. um well, it's okay, early for you out there. It is early, but it's it's good. it's good to to be out um up and at them as they say. I did have a little bit of the Sunday scares yesterday. I'm not gonna lie, like I had some depression sunday scares okay. i I binge I binged cookies. my mom was in town. And uh-huh. she made these chocolate chip cookies, and they were on a on a plate just sitting in my kitchen. And there were five cookies, and within the matter of like two minutes, we were down to one cookie. Like I just went, Hop, like out <laughs> of a cartoon,
3: and it was just. <laughs> Did anyone ask about like where the cookies went? And then you no, had to thankfully. okay, I, and and for, and you saying that you binge cookies. I was like, tell me about this show. I've never heard about cookies. Like, is it? <laughs> What is cookies
1: but,
0: about? It's, yeah, let
3: me it's know about more. This
1: couple living in New York City that owns a cookie shop <laughs> and it's just so cute. Um, but yeah, as as we get into this episode, so today we are gonna talk about heartbreak. Um, one of our YouTube subscribers actually left a comment mm-hmm. and it it struck me as something like I, I just thought it was just it was just nice. So this guy, EJ, commented on the situationship episode. He said, Great episode and then said def would love to see an episode about heartbreak maybe exes retracting or moving forward and dating when life is busy he said so then i i kind of texted the group and we were just like hey like let's let's talk about heartbreak and and talk about some of our trials and tribulations um mm-hmm. in our past dating experiences in our current dating experiences and that's kind of where that's kind of where we're at for today
3: yeah i mean We've all been there, uh, and for those of you who haven't, um, congratulations, Uh, (laughs) I guess is the best way to do it, or I don't know. I was going to take a a more aggressive route, but I think that's the best way to do it, of i think everyone at some point has had their heart broken whether or not it's through friendship breakups or even romantic breakups or work situations not coming through the way they wanted and so some way or another when you're invested in something and um you want something the the thought and the feelings that rejection brings is um can be a tidal wave in so many different ways uh so it, it it's it's something to really like um own sometimes and let people know like how that there have been I, I think the barometer for me when it comes to like relationships in the past is that unless i cry uh i don't really feel that it, it meant that much and maybe i've just mm. like turned off the the waterworks a bit more in past relationships because i know um uh, you know, being the sensitive one of the group and, you know, the Pisces in me, like I can be very emotional. And, um, if I'm around someone who's crying, it usually makes me cry. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of layers that, that come into to different heartbreaks.
1: hundred percent. I mean, you just said something so interesting about like breakups with friends or like mm-hmm. almost like that kind of heartbreak. I wasn't even thinking about those types of heartbreak, but Yeah. Like friends moving on or being hurt in a, in a friend situation. Also those, those work situations that like don't happen to work out that you had so much hope and so much Mm -hmm. energy behind. And then all of a sudden it's like, sorry, no. And you almost get seat, like you get seasoned with that rejection, especially in our industry of entertainment. Like there's so much, Oh my God, this is going to happen a hundred percent, like without a doubt. And then it's like, actually, no, we, we changed directions. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, fuck, like, is something wrong with me? Or at least that's always my reaction Yeah. when I deal with rejection. My immediate response is, it was my fault. Something's wrong with me. And it, it, it usually leads me to spiral into a very self-critical mm-hmm. negative space.
3: Yeah, that's very human nature to do, like, to put it on you when, he, like, because you're the common denominator in all these no's, because you're we're also self focused on it, it's mm-hmm. always like, what am I doing in this situation?
2: I don't know if it, it's it's interesting though, because it's like, and I don't think either uh, there's like the emotional piece. There's like the emotional piece, and then there's the actionable like piece, which I hate to like be so, but I think it's important because there's the emotional piece, which is like, okay, maybe we're not wanted. And maybe we're not wanted for reasons that really have nothing to do with us, especially if it's like a work thing. It could just be that has absolutely nothing to do with us. And even a relationship, it could be that it has absolutely nothing to do with us. So we can like feel all the emotions. And then I think there's also a piece where it's like, okay, maybe it does have something to do with us. So I think that there's a thin line where it's like, we don't want to go to a place where we're beating ourselves up or like criticizing or going down this hole of like, I'm the worst. Um, Cause I think we've all had periods of that, but also acknowledging like, maybe there is something that I can improve upon here and there's value in that. And it's okay. Like if it's a work thing, okay. I could work on X, Y, or Z, or if it's a relationship thing, like, damn, like I really need to do a better job with this. Do you
1: think um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just put it out there. I know yesterday was a rough day for you, Webbs. Do you think that that self-critical reflection <laughs> led to some spiraling and led to some overwhelm?
2: I think just some realization of, and I so all three of us we were kind of talking before have had like an experience with a, a panic attack, and I don't even know language like what to put on it but just an experience of like extreme kind of heartache and worry and anxiety and kind of like overcoming you. And I've only really had maybe like three of those in my life. Um, But I think, you know, it's a, it's a horrible experience. <laughs> just like the user experience of a human mm-hmm. being having it, not the f- most fun. I give it one star out of five, but also I see maybe why it exists. Like I do feel like there was an awakening moment in it of like Mm -hmm. almost a low. Um, And for me, it was just a realization of like, listen, I can point fingers at other people or other things. I can distract myself away from maybe these like patterns or habits that I have behaviorally. But I just like reflected of like, this has been here my whole life. And if I don't get this together, like I'm starting to feel a little bit of it right now. Like it's, mm. you're like, there's no, there's no reality where you will actually be happy or have love or be who you want to be in a life that you want. Like this is an inside job. I I want to validate that
1: feeling um, because I, I know the feeling you're having right now. And I, I've definitely had it. I also want to acknowledge that it's a bit, um, fatalists and it's a bit almost projecting when you think like oh I'm going to feel this way forever because there really is no feeling that you're going to have forever hmm. so whatever you are feeling even today yesterday it is just for right now and and I, I I know that for a fact as someone who's had panic attacks I mean I'm I'm reflecting it's it's February right now February 2023 Weber February 2022 oh, um February twenty twenty-two, I was literally in like the worst place imaginable. And um I was literally talking to Alex like every day trying to um should we pause? Yeah. Yeah. I think we should.
3: Be honest about it and like real time stuff of just like I feel weird, be- like talking about my past panic attacks. I'll just keep talking and if it works, great. And if not, are you calling him?
1: Yeah, I was just calling him.
3: Mm. My my two panic attacks are, have been about um, like girls in the past, like yeah. relationships. Um, like one was with this girl that I was when I was living in Connecticut and this girl that I was really into. We had a big house party um, and she ends up going to my roommate's room um, mm-hmm. at the end of the night. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, it was it was quite jarring and just kind of being like um, I stayed up all night. I was just pacing, like kind of freaking out. Like, do I go up there? Do I say something like what you is guys
1: all staying at a house like
3: how? So, so, yeah, it was well, this is when I was like living and working in Connecticut
1: Oh, got you, got you.
3: Um, and so it was I lived in a house with two other guys, and um, and yeah. This so girl,
1: like, picked her, your roommate over you,
3: essentially. Even though like I had like taken her out on like a couple of dates, and like I invited her over and stuff like that. Um, and so that was like that was the moment that I was like, I a hundred percent need to leave Connecticut and leave ESPN. Um, yeah. I just, you know, uh, on top of like a lot of other things with work stuff, but it was like, man, if I don't even have like a a a close like crew here feeling that way where like someone that I considered like to be my boy, like doing that. um right. and so that's, um, that's
1: like something my drunk self would have done is like my drunk self definitely did that. actually, there was this girl, um who my roommate was very interested in and he like made it clear. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in this girl. And then mm-hmm. that night I'm like, I'm hooking up with her and it was just not cool.
3: <laughs> I wonder like, cause I've definitely like, uh, uh, this may be off the record um, have like pursued girls that some of my friends have been pursuing just to be like, i i view this guy as like a really high caliber really attractive guy mm-hmm. and like i think we're on different playing fields and so if they show interest in me it's like wait am i at that level like can i you know and it's it's a shitty thing like looking back it's like i shouldn't be doing that to like see if i'm
1: i this reminds me of a story <clears throat> so last year um I, I had just gone through the break last, not, not this past holiday season, but Mm -hmm. the holiday season, 2021, Mm -hmm. it was like, I was fresh off the breakup with my ex and I went to this holiday party and I saw this girl that I had been flirting with for a little bit. And I basically said to her, I was like, who's that guy that you're with? She's like, Oh, that's my boyfriend. And I was like, Oh man, bummer. Like I was totally going to like make a move and try and kiss you tonight. And she's like, shut up. And I'm like, I swear you're a babe. Like (laughs) I just went for it. I shit you not. She breaks up with her boyfriend at the party. She sends him packing, and he leaves so upset. And I'm just looking at, I'm watching it happen. I was like, "What? What just happened? Are you? Are you? Are you okay?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'm great." And then she talks with all of her girlfriends and like, you know, drinking tequila to kind of like, <clears throat> like calm the nerves. And then, dude, we end up dancing all night and making out at the end of the <laughs> night. And I was just like. I was just like, oh my God. Like, I just remember feeling such a at the time, it was exactly what needed to happen for me. Okay. Like Uh I poor guy, they dated, I think on and off for six months. It wasn't like his fiance or anything. It was just like a girl he was dating. And I I do feel bad for him, but it was just like a showcase of like, yo, dude, you have some power, like you're back, you know, get back out there. Everything's going to be okay. And it was a nice little boost. That's wild. Yeah. Um. hey webs hey guys we miss you
2: i love you guys i you know we're just we're all doing our best i'll just say that we're doing our best amen brother amen
3: it it Uh, seems it seems like this long running thing that like a couple episodes ago you were talking about how you have this like build up and this need to cry but like don't have the mm -hmm. space for it um and i'm I'm wondering over time and with this all this happening like have you found that space is there something i know you mentioned yesterday like doing that a little bit but like did it release that that pressure
2: i want to show you my like spotify uh the playlist that i searched for were like sad indie <laughs> uh sad hour you by the way if you're ever just curious One of my favorite pastimes, if you ever want to do it, is just type in exactly what you're doing. Like if you're like slicing cucumbers playlist, like there's a playlist for that on Spotify. Uh, To answer your question, thank you for asking it. I still, I feel like yesterday helped a lot. I still feel like I need, I feel like that was like a third halfway journey, like a halfway journey. And I still feel like I need to like, have another one where i really go through the whole thing like the only time i really did it of recent memory was uh like november 2021 and it happened for like 45 minutes and it was just like a container where it like came up and it just like i was in a space where like that it was like a retreat and they were it was like a so i just did it until like and i was just and exhausted after it but then it's like out of you and so I mean geez we're Mm -hmm. like a year and a half since that so wait is that when you did ayahuasca it was Uh, but this was unrelated to that this was on an off day during like a morning talking thing Mm, gotcha yeah and just a little side tab on that allegedly did (laughs) ayahuasca
3: why why allegedly
2: allegedly
1: allegedly allegedly okay. unconfirmed it was in the middle of the Amazon forest. we don't but know what I will
2: say is that I'll just do a quick uh uh PSA on that plant medicines are an incredible gift when used appropriately but just like you would get behind like a race car if you don't feel equipped make sure you mm-hmm. have good people around you good setting good intentions and uh allegedly um all that's to say your boy cried hard but i need one more session of like powering through any resistance and just sitting with it so mm-hmm. yeah appreciate it snaps dude thanks john
1: and i don't know i'm hearing you say it and obviously we talk all the time and yeah. something that you do often is you say hey man this is a this is the last thing i'm gonna oh, say i know this. i know you like <laughs> yes. apologize for like feeling mm-hmm And getting it out and you'll be like, all right, all right. I just got one more thing I need to say. And I promise I'm done. And it's just like, dude, we're your best friends. Like we want to hear what you're doing. I'll tell you to shut up. Like, I'll tell you to stop. And, and I'm almost, I'm hearing you talk about a literal panic attack that you had yesterday. And you're almost apologizing that you had it. It's like, you don't need to apologize. You're going through a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. Like you're going through a lot it's okay to feel it's okay to just totally break down. And and within that breaking down, you're gonna be so much stronger. Right. You're gonna be so much better. And you're gonna learn so much more about yourself. And you're gonna hopefully make different choices than you made and not make the same mistakes. And even if you do make the same mistakes, it's okay. Like we're human. So just I I don't know, man. I'm thanks, dude. You're going through a lot of growth and I I I love you and I think it's it's good stuff. I really do. I love you guys. I appreciate that. So I I want to bring up last February because we're we're in our fields today, guys. This is the heartbreak mm-hmm. episode. This is a February good, feels. Is, yeah, February feels. This is a juicy ep. <laughs> Weber, on a scale of one to ten, and Jordan too, how was I last February?
3: Um I don't remember last February. <laughs>
1: Dude, i was like calling you
2: every day (laughs) i want to describe it i'm going to describe it as uh an animal yeah it was like what kind uh, of animal what kind of animal what's popping in mind and this is no oh
3: okay i remember now
2: i don't want to read too much into this here rob but like almost fuck it because you're in such a different place now almost like a gopher that was popping out of the hole being like, is it okay to come out? And then like, there'd be like a rustling and it was like, it's not time and come back in the hole <laughs> and the gopher is in. And then the gopher would come out and you're like, oh my gosh, like that gopher looks good. Like his hair looks good. He's like taking care of himself. He's so skinny. Cause he's sad and like he's lean, but he's not ready yet. So you, now you're like a lion, you're a lion. And the gopher nice. lifted weights and somehow became a lion. You you are just I, I real talk. You were in a position last February of deep questioning and doubt mm-hmm. over if you've done the right things. I think that brought up some self-worth and anxious about the future, all totally reasonable. But I think now you're in a place where you know you've done the right thing. And you have, like, faith or peace in yourself in the future. Okay.
3: Oh, yeah. It was so well said. It was... I, yeah. How do you I feel just, from, the, like, a, a year over year? I I just feel... Um, And, and to have, give some context, like, how many months out from, like, the breakup were you for the so audience? I was, with,
1: I was with somebody for a year. This was, like, my... <laughs> I, obviously my wife passed three plus years ago and then I had one kind of long distance relationship. And then I had this relationship that I uh, were talking about morning where I ended up, I was dating somebody, <clears throat> moved in with her, got engaged, like was like ready to start my life with this person. And then ultimately it didn't work out and we just weren't a fit. And after we broke up, uh, I'd say it took me about, nine months maybe 12 months for me to just be okay Mm -hmm. and february of last year was maybe like three or four months after the breakup and i was just so i was the gopher i was so scared i I couldn't even drive to the west side she used to live on the west side like i i had anxiety driving to marina del rey like i was not well and honestly, in reflecting, like I, I jumped into therapy. My family surrounded me with love. I got a life coach. And I also started writing Ghosted. And I started creating art. And in that pain came the story that I needed to tell that was kind of in me for the last couple of years. And that was the most cathartic experience mm. imaginable, not only for the breakup, which was really only 10 or 20 percent of what I was actually processing. the real thing that I was processing right. was the loss of Noel and and that's that is why because I've had time to reflect on this and I hope it's okay I take the floor here. but the truth is after Noel died, I had done everything in my power to not feel the pain of her loss. And I was substituting and I was blocking that pain and that processing with alcohol for sure and women. And I was blocking it with women in the sense that relationships, I'm kind of like a sex and love addict, like those, that relationship, that closeness was something that I needed. Then when my ex and I broke up, and this is, you know, I was two, three months into it, and I was going, oh my God, I don't have anyone. It immediately, it just totally crushed me. And that, and that's, it was, it was the worst depression I've ever been in. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, Th- those happens i remember i was google searching like how to get over your ex right, and like right. narcissistic abuse and like it was just it was just crazy and it well, was all tied to you know the loss of no
2: but i i i want because i i want to ask you like what helped you come out of it and you said that a little bit but also and i and i get it like you had a voice when you did the you know googling those things but also that might have had some value last night you know I was Googling on Samantha. Help me. Like she sent me like this stuff. That's like, it's it, listen. I, I think there's some, maybe part of us that has resistance of like, gosh, I'm this person Googling like therapy stuff or self-help stuff or whatever it is. But then I, you like read something you're like, right. I'm not, I am a snowflake, but I'm also a human being that we all came from the same like cloud <laughs> precipitation, yeah. whatever. And like, there's some things that are bigger than us. So I, I guess were those helpful, like reading about the relationships, reading about grief? Yeah.
1: I was on um, <clears throat> Quora. Have you heard of Quora? A little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. I was on Quora all the time. It's a message it, board. It was. A, it's a message board where people like put up a prompt. It's kind of like Reddit, but it it's more in your feels. Um, and I was on Quora every night. I was just like, I, I bought books on how to get over it. I mean, I was going to therapy three times a week. Like, it was, uh, it was, it was intense. Um, but I, I think one of the biggest lessons I learned from, from that and Weber, I'm just hearing that when you say like, yeah, Samantha, help me Google search. I'm having a panic attack or whatever it was you Google search is like a sign of strength is asking for help. Like that is strength. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, especially in mental like I deal with mental health issues, Sometimes i'm I, I've been in my past so anxious and so on edge that I don't even I can't even form the words to ask for help. Have you guys ever felt that way?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I'll say that uh, January was a really tough mental health month for me and struggling um, since coming back from Tahoe. Um, and I was having such an issue um, viewing success in the future all of the projects that I was doing, my company, like content creation, just everything that I was doing, I could not see the light at the end of the tunnel that I just felt everything I was doing was fraudulent. Um, and that, uh, it was, is quite a challenge. Um, and to, and I've mentioned at the beginning of, uh, before we hit record is that, uh, I'm now at the space of like, Letting people know, like close people of being like, hey, I'm, I'm just not okay right now. I'm working right. through some stuff and I'm, I'm powering through and trying to find the inspiration, trying to um, work. And I think the core thing that we're talking about with this heartbreak and with anxiety that comes with it is that we beat ourselves yeah. down and at the same time we also everything that we're saying that is helping us heal in the past and and where we're at right now in healing is self growth and working and knowing that internally it's just us to take care of what we can control and that's ourselves um and being better and not like spiraling down this negative rabbit hole of fear um you know i think so much of what anxiety is is just looking into the future um and the one thing that i continuously write in my journal and what i remind myself is like i can only control what i can control and i can only take care of today i can't worry like yes planning for the future is important but i can only take care of today to get there like one day at a time like i know that's so cliche but truly that is like mm you, you, you know, it's accumulating small wins over time and building a foundation around yourself of positivity.
1: I mean, I, yeah. Snaps to that dude. Um, I, I definitely, I remember last, uh, last December, 2022, 2021, sorry. I had just broken up with my ex and my friend goes, give it a year. And he just goes, give it a year. I was on the golf course with him. And I'm like showing him her Instagram. I'm like, she looks so hot and happy. and Like, (laughs) what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, man, just give it a year. And at the time I was like a year that is forever. How am I ever going to survive? And then you just, you know, like a year happened or nine months happened. And all of a sudden it was just like, and I remember reading about this on Quora, like one day you're just going to wake up and it's just not going to be as powerful. Mm -hmm. And that power does diminish and, and whatever heartbreak it is, whatever rejection you're going through, the power of that rejection diminishes as time passes. And it really is only about just like one day at a time, just get through that day.
3: There is that weird window of time. Um, and I say weird because like you almost, are craving that misery, that gut punch. You you know you're opening up the right, Instagram right, story right, or right. doing whatever, being like, "This is gonna suck, but yep. I need this." Right? Like for some reason, yep. you like lean into it, and you know, after a while, you're you kind of are like, "Why am I doing that?" Like this actually isn't good. it, it is a weird like flip of the switch. I know it like is, isn't as immediate as that, but there is that slow, you know, it goes from every day checking in to like every other day to every third or fourth day to once a week to then being like, finally being like, I, why am I doing like, this is not moving the, the horse forward. Should, should we do th- this? Just
1: reminded me, should we do like a top 10 list of things to do or not to do when you're going through a breakup? Sure. Just do around the, around the horn and just like,
3: yeah, let's try it. Um, obsess. You should do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: you should obsess.
3: Yeah.
1: So step one, obsess.
3: Immediately call them back. Say you want to get back together.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Step, step two, uh, stay in contact. Stay in contact. <laughs> with them. Definitely helps. Yeah. It'll never you know it'll make healing easier if you just talk to them every day see them yes. on on the regular
2: yes um ignore self care just like don't do anything that helps you out don't go to the gym uh don't talk to good friends just isolate and, and drink
3: heavily yeah yeah, yeah. isolate and drink. no that's the next one drink is the next one <laughs> yeah, Right, right right <laughs>
1: Step four, drink heavily or create a new substance abuse <laughs> issue. You know, maybe it's time to just try meth. Like this is <laughs> maybe you're, you're in a, you're already down. Just, just put some meth yeah. on top. Okay. Definitely check Instagram and, and follow yes. like stay yes. checking Instagram and, and obviously follow pl- their
2: friends in case you know? they're not as active. Make sure the friends, you know,
1: <laughs> reach out to their family. Just check in with their family, text their mom or dad, brother, and be like, I'm just thinking about her so much. Is she thinking about me
3: too? (laughs) Drive by their home just to see, just to see. I remember when I first heard about that, like in high school, that like people would do that, like the drive by the, the house. I, I wrote myself uh, an email
1: being like, someday you're going to drive by. Like, it was a fictitious home. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. Someday you're going to drive by the home. The lights will be on. You'll look at it and you'll say, oh, I'm glad I'm not in that home. Did that I happen? Know- yeah, absolutely. Wow. Um, <laughs> you're like, how is she
2: still in that home? How did?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, yeah. Uh, what okay, so we've got six or seven. We need three more. Um yeah. Okay, don't no self-care, drink heavily, try meth. These are all great suggestions <laughs> for post breakup. Oh, get into a new relationship right away. <laughs> That's you know? good. Yes. Like meet somebody and just be like, this is that. This yeah. is it. When yeah. in reality you're just trying to, you know, you're just covering up the pain. Uh, oh, save photos, save all the photos that's you a have big one. in your phone and look at them obsessively. Often.
2: Often. That's a good
1: that that'll really help you get over your breakup. Um <laughs> constantly talk about your ex to your friends and family. Like that's a
2: good never, final one. Yeah. Never not bring it up, right? <laughs> don't let it go. <laughs> yeah, don't, ultimately, don't <laughs> let it go. <laughs> And those are
1: 10 ways to get over your ex really fast. Brought to you by still
2: single. Brought to you by uh, still single. Um, Well, I have uh, a question. Yeah. Because that's such a profound moment. You're on the golf course and your buddy, you got some good friends, man. Like Jordan and I, 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 you know, I include us in that. But also I, I really feel like you've got some good friends from Chicago that, really care about you and you'll say some things that they've said and it's it's just very not LA advice it's just like good hearted uh I feel like I've ragged on LA a lot but I, I guess what I mean by that is like it's just like good sound like good guy advice like your friends just like not cone he's just like give it a year and yeah. uh I, lo- so, I love
1: I love my my boys and I love you guys
2: so uh I'm talking at your next wedding um okay gracious <laughs> like it's
1: <laughs> my next wedding
2: absolutely like the casting of a lifetime i missed out on on that one but you stood the, at my wedding you were i you did stood. i did i did you were,
1: wait what was it you you were standing there and something happened where a rabbi looked at you what happened and you were like Bro, wait, what oh this is so
2: funny so it was i think it was it the ceremony? It was the ceremony, but, and it was at your beautiful home in Chicago. Your family has a beautiful home looking over the lakes. It was gorgeous. We're in the backyard. We were all incredibly hungover. Like like that hungover where you're like, how do pants work? Like, how yeah. do I walk? Like, you know, like focusing on breathing. And I'm just sitting there just trying to be like, you do nothing here, Alex. You just sit for this hour while they do their ceremony. Just like sit and enjoy love. And your mom, I guess the neighbors in the backyard with these young kids throwing a football and being like, hey, Billy, here comes the spiral. <laughs> and like, Robin, you know, Noel are like, and I love you so deeply if you're a mortal soul. And like, you know, they're. And so your mom looked at me and she just went, and I'm like, what am I going to do here? Dude, the anxiety I had standing up and walking over to your neighbor's backyard. No plan. Dude, no plan at all. And they stopped. And I was just like, thank you so much that they stopped because I had, like, what was I going to do? Was I going to be like, go ahead out? I'm like, Yeah. Anyways, man. Oh, that was I still think about that, so yeah. That
1: was that was a great wedding. That, that was, was a great wedding. wedding. It really was. Um you're doing great. I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm I'm a lot of feel. I'm a lot of reminiscing are. about my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> um what's high school like Spe- Billy?
3: speaking of <laughs> speaking of weddings um i had a situation happen with me uh so one of my good friends is getting married in italy um this summer and i had just finished watching white lotus season two which is based in italy nice. and i was like
1: <laughs> it's the intro song <laughs>
3: oh <laughs> I was like, I don't remember that part in the, in the show. Uh, <laughs>
1: when he aggressively goes down on her. <laughs> All right, sorry.
3: <laughs> and, um, so I reached out to the groom, um, who I'm really good friends with. And, um, it's like 600 bucks for two nights. And I was like, Hey, uh, is anyone down to split a room, you know, and, and cut the cost? Like, I'd really love to make this happen. And, uh, he's like, sure, let me ask around. I'll, I'll see what's up. And a couple of days later pass. he's like, Hey man, sorry. I haven't heard a bunch yet. Um, there's also like not a lot of singles coming. So it's uh, <laughs> not a ton of people to like really even choose from to begin with. And that hit me in such a way because we're, you know, it's like, okay, cool. Like the majority of us are early thirties, mid thirties. And to, he wasn't saying it to put me down um right just but it was such a glaring um realization to have of like am i falling behind like am i not i I don't know it was i'm still trying to like wrap truly what my feelings were around that but it was definitely like a well shit this is really like a punch in the face of that i'm one of the, you know, like a single guy going to this thing or like still being single amongst my friends and almost like losing connection on understanding that like relationship aspect, like just it's putting a lot of things in perspective for me of just like what my intentions are when it comes to dating and moving forward with that. And like the, I guess like the timeline of where we're at. I never really, you know, as a guy, you don't have that same pressures as, as girls do of timing, but Mm -hmm. still at the same time, I was like, it's not something I, I have been putting off. I just don't know if like my overall intentions have been in the right place.
1: I just always think of like this idea of like puberty and like, we're going through adult puberty all the time whether it's like met maturing into owning a home maturing into having a family having a wife and kids maturing into that great job and it's the same as like when you're in seventh grade and one boy has armpit hair and the other boy mm-hmm. is just still like a little boy y- you you can't really control your development you can't control the puberty of like your development and i don't think i'm framing it this way it makes it seem like you're behind or somewhere some way but the Mm -hmm. point is is like you're not you're just not behind you can't control it like if if we could control where we were at we'd all be like yeah i can control it and there are certain things you can control small wins those small daily habits those you can control but like you know you having a significant other for this italian wedding it's like how can you can control that and i know you want to i mean even before we hit record you're like yeah i'm thinking about maybe inviting somebody you're like and that's you like trying to control it and i do it all the time i do it with so many things but i don't know i got invited to my buddy's wedding i got a text from my buddy he goes hey should i invite nick so he can be your wingman to my wedding and i'm like (laughs) i don't want to i love nick and he's Uh one of my best friends but like i'd love i wish he texted me like hey do you want a plus one to bring somebody (laughs) right yeah you know like right i'm like it would be fun to go with a girl um but i don't know i haven't responded Nick yet. can dance dude nick's got a diak uh <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah nick it's it's a running joke in my in my friend group that nick is just hung we literally call him nicky dong uh <laughs> for our listeners who care nick is nick lives in mexico city he is single and oh nice Sorry, Nick. (laughs) It's totally, uh, yeah.
2: Um, Facts. Well, I think that's great, man.
3: (laughs) (laughs) derailed us on that. (laughs) Trying to come back to reality there.
2: I, I guess it's also one of these things where it's like weddings end up being such a thing, but like. At the end of the day, it shouldn't be that big of a deal if you're coming to just celebrate your friend's life and love and, you know, whether you bring a significant other, whether you do invite someone just for like, hey, want to come for like a fun party experience, you know? So, or if you just go alone.
3: Yeah, it's going to be great regardless. Like that's, that's not like the concern. It it just like almost put a spotlight on the fact of like, Jordan's still single, like, you know, like. The tables are
2: tough because if the table is like couple, 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 yeah. and it's a 10 head and it's like you, and then there's maybe like one other random person.
3: Right. The cousin that is right. like 15 to come through, you know, and it's like, what's up, man? Hey. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's an ongoing thing with another group of friends that I had that was like um, where plus ones come in to play. Um, I know you like I mentioned this story to you guys beforehand and you're like you definitely deserve a plus one for going all the way to Italy and I'm just
2: On, like uh,
3: <laughs> so that's not for me to like really present Um, and and I get it as well of like having this intimate wedding and experience and all that kind of stuff where like it was a pushback because my one buddy I remember um, we were all part of the bridal party and none of us had significant others at the time and this was like five, six years ago. And he's like, it, it's just unfair. Like we should get to have a plus one. And I was like, they don't want you just having some random Tinder date, like mm. at their wedding, like, you know, right, just cause right, you yeah. get a little lonely. Like when you also, we're all with our best friends here. Like it's not like you are going and you don't know anyone to this wedding. So um, I always like have a little pushback, but I-, I do see where you're coming from of like, Hey, I'm making this like, cross the pond trip and doing all this stuff to then be like, cool, I'll just have this hotel room by myself. And, um, it's interesting, man. I had that experience.
2: Uh, I guess it was like September. I went to my buddy's wedding and it was all my college lacrosse friends and they're all married and have, if they don't have kids, they're on the way, but they're all married. And, uh, it was one of my great friends. So I went and especially now not drinking, there was just like that very interesting moment. I mentioned I went to that lacrosse tournament last summer, same moment where it's like the wedding ended and I'm like taking off my suit and I got in bed and I watched new girl and ate some grapes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it was just like a little surreal. I'm like, all right, it's okay. We're good. We're okay. <laughs> you
3: know. Yeah. That, I had that yeah. same realization when I was in Seattle, like visiting two of my friends who have like, homes and these like newborn kids that are like four or five months and another one on the way. And like, uh, these are people that I like grew up with and all that kind of stuff. And once it was like, cool, that was so fun. It was so great to reconnect. And then I was like, I'm driving to my Airbnb by myself with my, like, and look at this ocean view that like this beautiful view that I have that I'm just like, the, the aloneness really sets in at those, those moments
1: i want to i want to circle back to we gave we gave obviously the top 10 things not to do uh (laughs) after breakup um that was really fun can we all do one one anecdote each of what to do and what has helped us
2: um alex yeah. I mean, I'll say like the two things that come to mind are, and 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 I want to also, one of these was during a time when <clears throat> I lived with two really good friends in Jono, uh, who's obviously in ghosted and, and was part of a comedy group with Rob and I and, uh, and another buddy. And it was so fun. And I lived there for like two years, I think just about, and it was amazing. And like, it was an experience that I'd like longed for and, uh, so it was so beautiful and then that ended and also they ended up getting a place together which was all good but i felt a little like heartbreak of oh man this chapter's ending and also like a little bit of like how come we don't want to keep it three people how come mm. now it's two people uh like i couldn't help but feel that a little bit and it wasn't personal or maybe it was who knows anyway so i just want to say there was heartache there and then the breakup that i went through during spring 2020 uh was not awesome and really rocked me for like nine months. And the thing that helped me the most with the nine months, one, it helped a lot was I stopped checking her social media. And it sounds simple and like, well, obviously, why didn't you do it sooner? And there was a million and one reasons, I think. One was like that little bit of connection still. Two was like curiosity. How are they doing? Are they doing good? Are they doing bad? When really like, what does that matter? Um so I think the best thing I'll say is one, you know, I heard Jocko Willink talking about it. He's like, you gotta go forward. And it was like he's like a Navy SEAL, but it was a very heart-centered, it wasn't like a err moment. It was just like you gotta go forward. He's like, but most people don't go, they go forward and then they go back, or they go forward, then they crawl back, or they go forward and then they stay back. Like you have to just go forward. And I really think once you have clarity that it is not right you just have to go forward is my piece. And and I guess I'm giving a few here, but the other thing I'll say is like, focus on good things. Like don't watch a scroll hole. Don't do a Netflix marathon. There's a time and a place for that, of course, but like read that book that you always wanted to read. Go to the gym. Connect, call those friends that you wanted to catch up with, but you haven't like, do the foundational good, good things that we sometimes overlook when times are good, but that when times aren't good, like that's freaking everything. Snaps.
1: Snaps. Um, Jordan, are you ready or do you want me to go?
3: Yeah, I I can do a a couple. Um, I think as, as Rob mentioned before is like be be willing to ask for help. And, uh, and maybe it is better to be objective and go seek like therapy to have that talk because, um, you know, being that friend, that's like always bringing up the X of just like, I keep having this issue. I keep following this and having someone who's objectively there to just like, listen and do that as opposed to like, uh i think there is importance around that a, even before a a breakup you should probably i think everyone should be in therapy i think it's really important but um seeking that kind of help i think um uh, you know my personality is like take that trip do that uh, you know it, it makes me think about a time where um i was going through a heartbreak and i took a trip by myself to hawaii um which is very forgetting sarah marshall um now that i like yeah think back on it. Um, and so, um, but yeah, I, I wanted to go and and have this adventure and have this experience. I had like a flight voucher, all this kind of like, it just like lined up kind of perfectly. And so remind yourself that you're capable of of doing certain things. And like I said earlier is the investment in yourself. So like you're saying is like, read that book, mm-hmm. do start that art project, start that thing that you've just been like, holding yourself back on and, and reminding yourself of like that small empowerment, those small wins and building that, that foundation. So I think there's that. And then Mm -hmm. I remember listening, actually Neil Strauss brought this up is that, um, every time you reach out to your ex, um, and even if, like I said, even in a friendship situation is that every time you reach out is that it brings you back to zero for all the growth that you've been yeah. doing from both sides. You don't know where they're at. And unless you have a clear cut intention of what, why you're reaching out, um, I kind of side on the side of like, Almost not reaching out to a fault, but like it's like, what are my true intentions here of why like what do I really want to say here or what am I trying to get out of this conversation? So remind yourself of like not being just like like selfishly being like, I need to apologize about this or ask about this random thing like can you Google it? Can you like you know ha- having a support system like friends or therapy to to ha- ask these questions and, and get your answers. it doesn't need to come from that person.
1: Snaps, really Snaps, good. Snaps, man. Um, you guys have covered a lot. I I think <clears throat> when I went through my my last breakup, my self worth was so low, and mm. I I I've never felt that low about myself and being like I'm not worthy of love. And um, I think I think the thing that helped me get through it the most was reaching out to friends. And honestly, like I would call Weber every day. I'd call my friend Harrison. Um, I would, you know, text friends. And something that stuck with me that I think really helped was like, it's okay to feel what you're feeling. So there was a point in my breakup where I was still obsessing over my ex. And I remember my family being like, Why aren't you over this? Or like, can't you Mm. like it's been some time, Mm. like get it together kind of energy. Yeah. And I had to literally be like, mom, I'm sorry. I can't talk to you for a little bit because you're not helpful. And I know she wants to help, but I, I I remember like literally taking a step back and being like, I just can't communicate through this. So I remember reading on a Quora thing or something. I Googled Mm -hmm. how to get over your ex. And it was like, just feel what you're feeling. It's okay to feel the feelings. And if it takes time, that's okay. Like it is okay. There's no, uh, expiration date on grief. I know very well. And the same thing goes for a breakup and the loss that you feel in a breakup. Um, <clears throat> another thought I had was like, when when a relationship ends, it's like a part of you has died. So it's okay to grieve not only the person uh, that you're not dating, but also that version of yourself that you were in that relationship. So like with my ex, like we were very social, we were going out a lot. We had so many friends and weddings to go to and like... It, there was just so much activity, right? And mm-hmm. then it was like, whoa, I'm just like a single dad in Pasadena again. And there was almost this like realization of, you know, I'm not I'm not that special or I'm not that worthy. I'm alone again. Um, and then the last thing I'll say, and this has already been said, but I cannot tell you enough how important it is. You have to go no contact. Mm-hmm. And no contact means not following them on social media. In fact, blocking them on social media so that you never see them. You don't see them through a friend's Instagram. Like it's just, you just got to do a hardcore block. Don't worry about hurting their feelings. It's over. Okay. And I recommend deleting them from your phone, deleting photos, deleting all reminders, throwing away things that remind you of that person, mementos, gifts, just don't sit in the pain and I know sometimes we want to control the pain and that's why we like check the Instagram because we're like, Oh, we can control it. I just say like, go no contact in all areas and then just give it time.
3: Yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah, snaps to that. And I also was thinking, cause you kept bringing up like, Core was your thing that you latched onto, and and mm. finding like a new community or something that brings you positivity around that is okay to like, you know, finding outlets that that give you this support that you're just like, you know, I, I don't know how much you're on core now, probably very minimal or anything, Not but like, yeah. yeah, exactly, but like just. Finding something to latch on that gives your brain attention and gives your feelings attention in a way that you can like go to that makes you feel good and and some for some people it like ends up being like some ice cream or some you know whatever like food or or doing over exercise it like there are some things that people latch onto that you're just like I got so obsessed with this but it when you can turn that part of your brain off for, even for a little bit, just because I remember in so many different times during heartbreaks of just like, you can spiral when you sit in it, you can do it. And it's just like this distraction is like, Hey, for that hour of time, it's so great. You know, the, I always said when I was in a, a deep like heartbreak where it was like those two seconds, right before you wake up, before your brain activates again, is like pure bliss before mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, Remember, we're still, we're, yeah. yeah, we're healing over this. We're still hurt on this. And, and no matter
1: what, no matter what, you know, reach out for help if you really feel like you're, you're sliding into scary town. Like, I definitely have had moments where I was like, not necessarily suicidal, but so fucking depressed I couldn't get out of bed. Mm. And like, reach out for help. It like, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. That is literally the strongest thing you can possibly do because it's almost so hard in the moment to reach out for help where you feel almost paralyzed with fear and paralyzed with anxiety, reach out for help. It will help and people will come to your aid. Like I, I promise you just reach out. It's good, man. Yeah. Um, I do have a question. Yeah um it's it's a pretty general question but i think it'll be a fun way to kind of wrap round out the episode great um but first i just want to say i love you guys i really do love i love you all so much love you man i love you both so much <laughs> i love it i mean it and i love our listeners okay this is from cookie rose baroga at miss cookie butter Ooh. hello and rob alex i do not know if you can read this but i wanted to try my luck and ask an advice about my situation I'm 30, no experience in dating ever. I just started to try online dating a few months ago when I moved to US. I have had no successful conversations through the dating apps because men flake out after a few dates. The longest conversation I had was two weeks, but he went off when I asked for a FaceTime. What is your advice for women like me who finally wanted to try dating in her 30s?
2: Well, I gosh, there's so many variables, but One, good on you. Let's start there. Good on you for entering, right? Um, just like Rob said earlier, there's no right time, whether that was 14 or whether you know you're re entering in your fifties or sixties or like there's no right time. So good on you um for not like chalking it up and just saying, no, I'm not gonna do it. Right. I don't know where in the country or world did she say? She didn't say, but I know. Why are you laughing? I Well, you're basically saying, like, I don't know where you're from. Well, here's what I'm saying. If you're in New York City, that's a little different than if you're in, uh, you know, farmlands of Iowa, both great places, but a little bit maybe easier to meet. Oh, she's originally
1: people. from the Philippines, but she's now living in the U.S. Okay. Okay. Great
2: smile. All I was going to say is um, quality over quantity. So there's definitely going to be some not great people that you interact with but you will find good good people and um, just try to focus on them. And there's so many because it's not only like getting back into dating, it's kind of like trying dating for the first time. So uh, go slow. Definitely mm-hmm. go slow because you don't know everyone's intentions, truly. So just go slow and quality over quantity.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely think like dating apps Cult, like, it sounds like she's dated before, but maybe just she's never dated on the mm. dating apps. Um, and okay. and I I think I think like when I heard her say like yeah he he then dropped off after two weeks of texting, and I asked for a Facetime. My my gut reaction is like, push for that coffee, push for that first in person yeah. date. You don't want to turn into pen pals on a dating app. And you, and we've said it before, like that transition from the app into actual text message is like, that's a big transition. You want to get out of the app as quickly as possible so that this person Mm -hmm. actually feels like a real person. Yeah. So I, I suggest within the first 10 lines of messaging on a dating app, like give them your number, give them your WhatsApp, just make it a little bit more personal than talking through Tinder or Bumble or hinge or whatever it is. And then If you're really interested in the guy or like you're just kind of like itching for a date, it's totally I think it's kind of sexy for a woman to be like, hey, let's go do this or like, hey, let's go get pizza or let's go get coffee, you know, like be bold like that. Worst case, he's going to flounder a little bit or be indecisive. And then, you know, it's like not worth your fucking time Mm -hmm. or he's gonna be like, all right, great. Let's link up this weekend. And then you're like you're in it. It's so I'd rather say. You know, say what you're feeling. Go for it. Be bold because there's so many dudes it, like there's just so many dudes. So, like, you don't need to be precious about any of them, honestly. It's great. You guys nailed it. Snaps. Nailed it. We should have a podcast about dating. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, like, know this stuff. Oh, man. What an episode. What a, I feel like. This we, is good. Yeah webs webs how you doing you good you feeling good I'm okay
2: <laughs> no I am guys I I'm glad that I had that I'm glad I was able to share with you guys truly grateful for you both and uh I I think I'm just re- you know realizing like yes we are all works in progress and that's okay it it is not in a cliche way like it is okay and also it's okay to decide that now is the time to do that work with more attention or effort or uh like urgency Mm. and all doing it feel how you feel and um let like the human body do what it needs to do like, scream, yell, cry, you know? Feel all the So I'm,
1: I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay, I'm okay, I swear. I swear I'm okay. You are okay, man. I am, I am. It's okay to panic, too. Like, that is okay. It's okay to be in your feels. As you are saying, it's all part right, of the process. right and know that you've got you've got you've got people around you to love and to love you and support you so thanks guys um and to our listeners we've got you we've got your back if there's any uh, ever a time that you just feel lonely or feel um anxious about being single or dating like reach out to your still single homies um on instagram and we will We'll respond and, and send in your questions. We, we really love hearing from you guys. Mm-hmm. It means a lot to us. So coming up in the next couple of weeks, we have a few, uh, we got like four guests coming up. Um, so hopefully you guys are enjoying that content. It's nice for us to just get a new perspective in the on the pod. And if there's any topics that you want us to, to cover, just like how EJ reached out and was like, hey, can you talk about heartbreak? Like, let us know. We are, our ears are open. Uh, to your questions and and we just want to we want to support this community um of Still Single love you all